Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is for the title of greatest podcast ever made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook. And from Odessa, Texas, Kayla McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet World Order. Hello, everyone. It's Austin Cook, and welcome back to this new episode of the Internet World Order podcast. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Caleb Mecklemore. And today, we're talking about something Suicide Squad related. Is it the Suicide Squad? No. No. It is the other Suicide Squad movie. Which one, you ask? Yes. (laughs) But it's not the 2016 one. If you haven't given up by now, <laughs> we are talking about Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, which was a 2018 animated film involving the Suicide Squad, and it was R-rated, so it is one of the other R-rated Suicide Squad movies. Not the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Yes, which, uh, after watching this, I'm now realizing, like, uh, not lost art is the right way to put it, but just I really appreciate when you have a, a subtitle like that that kind of gives you a hint at the movie. Mm-hmm. And then after watching it, you realize how that played into it. I, I missed that. And I personally think that The Suicide Squad, see the, exactly the problem. The, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Suicide oh, Squad should have had some kind of subtitle because I know it was pitched as a joke and James Gunn himself has even said that. but. I, a lot of people I know were super confused. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's in the best interest to add a subtitle. And we've learned our lesson now. We, we're there. We get it. Yeah. But this definitely lives up to its subtitle. This is the most Suicide Squad of Suicide Squad movies that we had up until this year. It's true. I Not- mean, this movie is unapologetic. It goes right for it. And also, we were talking about this beforehand. Like almost like in terms of like story beats, mm-hmm. it almost follows exactly what the Suicide Squad would do this year. Yes, there. To be fair, I think the people in Hell to Pay are a little bit more. Hmm, what's the word? They're still sympathetic to an extent, but we know why they're there, and yeah. <laughs> they don't have the same kind of like. And this is by design. They don't have the same level of heart or love or sympathy given to most of them. Not all of them. There's two characters in particular that I think they handled really well. And then the other ones, you're like, yeah, I, I know where this is going. But They're just there. <laughs> and then there's Captain Boomerang, who will never have a redemption arc, which is something I'm really glad won't happen. Because that's kind of the charm of Captain Boomerang, is that he's just consistently awful. But you yeah, love to see it happen. <laughs> he's, I think so, the way someone put it, because he said it's the same thing of Cotton Hill from King of the Hill. And if you don't know who that is, shame on you. He's amazing. Or like an Eric Cartman where you're so awful, you circle back around and people start to love you. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. I kind of want to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like, especially when like they have a really well-defined, like what their awful personality is. And Boomerang, definitely it's well-defined. <laughs> Yes, this movie goes out of its way to make sure that you hate Boomerang, but also in a way, it's sort of implied that 
he's not as horrible as some of the things he says. It's just more of like, a, oh, like he would do he would say something like that just to get under someone's skin. It's still a horrible thing to say that you should never say, but yeah. it's still like it's boomerang. He was a lot worse in the comics. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they had intended to kill him earlier on in the comics. And then John Ostrander was like, wait a minute. He, <laughs> like, he's responsible for one of the first big deaths when like Suicide Squad officially goes on like one of their first missions. He gets mind boggler killed because she gets surrounded and he has a chance to save her. And then he's like, no, I'm good. And I think that's the moment where a lot of people reading were like, oh, this is serious. <laughs> like Anyone can go at any moment. And it also established Boomerang as the worst. <laughs> but Ostrander yep. and a lot of other writers, in fact, like I can't think of many instances where people haven't understood the allure of Boomerang. They tend to be really good at just just lean into the the awful aspects, but make him funny and likable enough to where it's like, okay, I still want to see what happens to him, and I don't want to see him die. But <laughs> but <laughs> if you heard that growl, you know why. <laughs> but uh, but Caleb, also take it away. <laughs> also, the other characters they had in this, um, of course, you had Harley come back and. For those that don't know, and just I want to quickly like just establish this when you do watch it, you might see some things of like, you know, when you see how Waller looks, and you're just like, what's going on here? Uh, it's based on New 52. So just so you have that. Uh, and that's why Waller looks the way she does, because it's based on the New 52 design, even though it's not full New 52, because Harley still has to paint her face white. She's not all white, but whatever. And um, I just love like, because she gets Deadshot, who's in charge, because you just need to watch how the opening scene goes with the initial mission they have. Mm-hmm. And just watching it go sideways and discovering Waller will not hesitate to blow your head off, quite literally. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Ooh. I, yeah. And, um, so she gets Deadshot and she gets, it's like, oh, yeah, got Harley. And he's like, really? She goes, yeah, a lot of people are dead. I'm having to really scrounge the bottom of the barrel here. And she somehow survives every time. I, no, I think she was at the very end when she's like, of course she'd still be alive. <laughs> she would survive. <laughs> like, is that what you want? <laughs> it's Waller. I don't know what she ever wants half the time. Yeah. But um, I well, real quick side note. I remember when people were watching the Suicide Squad and they're like, why is Rick Flag on the first team? No. We will we'll try not to spoil the the new Suicide Squad, but basically you did not want to be on team one. I'll put it that way. And Rick Flagg and Harley were both on team one. And I was like, why? Why would Rick Flagg be on that team? And I guess that there's a deleted scene where Rick Flagg makes fun of her shirt and like says that it looks like clowns pooped on it or something. And she got super butthurt and basically put him on a death team. <laughs> like, like on that, a team that she was willing to just have anyone get murdered by and i was like that sounds like amanda waller <laughs> that is and if you think like oh that's petty yes she is literally the devil she is as evil as it gets yeah and like like she reaches a level of evil where even luther be like rein that in yeah i mean and, luther uh, has the mildest semblance of a conscience whereas like waller's just like mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's like the thing from like, you know, Jack Sparrow where it's like, you know, one day you'll find out you'll be a good man. You'll be an opportunity. Oh, I love those opportunities. I wave at them as they go by. 
<laughs> and that's oh. really Waller with having a conscience. And yeah. um, she doesn't even know what a, an opportunity to be a good person is. And that very yeah. much shows in this because, wow, she is she's ruthless as always. She's the worst. And she's they impatient. assemble the team. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have the first like mission that just goes sideways and everyone but Deadshot dies. But then she assembles a new team, like to get gets Harley, to get Boomerang. And I love how Boomerang kind of has that back and forth with Deadshot, where like his goal is to be is to essentially live in Deadshot's head rent-free. Yeah. That's like his goal in life. <laughs> Just to tease him and make fun of him and his daughter, which it was gross, but I also knew that like the whole point of that was just to annoy him because he lives for that. Yes. And especially because he's like, I love it. Like he's doing the paper boomerangs and hitting Deadshot with it. So Deadshot takes a rubber band and like nails him in the eye. And we love Boomer's like, you could have taken my eye out. He goes, oh, means my aim's actually slipping. <laughs> but, um, uh, they get them. They get uh, Killer Frost, which was cool to see. They get um, Copperhead, which I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then uh, Bronze Tiger. Oh, so, Bronze Tiger, the one person that everyone thought Idris Elba was going to play. <laughs> and I legit understand that because I'm not. I wasn't super familiar with this character for watching this movie, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, I get why you would think Idris would play this character. Makes total sense. Yeah. Well, God, he would have nailed it. Because he, the thing with Bronze Tiger is that he's very similar to Bloodsport. And I, I think Bloodsport, yeah, Bloodsport, jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bloodsport in the movie is very similar to Bronze Tiger in the comics. Because Bronze Tiger's always been more of an anti-hero to begin with. So I think this was kind of a, a very faithful adaptation. And then with Bloodsport, you, like he didn't really have a whole lot to go with. So I can see how he kind of took a somewhat similar role in terms of like, yeah, he's still a bad guy, but when you see the side of him, you're like, Oh, I I can understand what, what his motives are and why he's doing what he's doing. There's a reason and that there's an ability to see good in this person. And even bronze tiger himself is probably pretty close to a superhero. No, he's he's right there. Like he's right at that cusp. If it's like, you know, if you just the whole thing, like if you just wouldn't be hanging around such terrible people. <laughs> yeah, but, well, uh, he's kind of like Punisher almost. Yeah, yeah, kind of like in that, like if you could just fix a couple of things, you'd be solid. Right. But, um, because he doesn't take innocent lives. That's like his big, uh, his big motto. Which Waller was like, if he didn't, you know, like because he had a vow to not take innocent lives. She's like, if he didn't have that, I would have put him in charge. And I was like, wouldn't you want that? <laughs> like, and, but once again, it's Waller. I know. So. I know. And I know that it's supposed to show that she's evil, but like when you're working on a secret black ops mission that no one's supposed to know about, don't you want someone who's willing to like know when not to kill someone? Like exactly. precisely why Harley's not in charge. Like, <laughs> or like Harley shouldn't even be on the team. I mean, look, I love the character. We have a yeah. whole episode dedicated to her. But if you want something done discreetly, you don't get Harley. No, she's the worst and we love her for it. But yeah. <laughs> that's the problem and, is like Deadshot and Bronze Tiger are kind of like the perfect people to have in charge because Deadshot is sort of a soldier and he's also... I, well, no, nah, he, he's pretty cruel. 
He's not the worst, oh, it, but he he's a bad bad man. <laughs> I'll put it yeah, that way. He is a he's lawful evil. Yes. He has this code, but mm-hmm. he he's not going to like I'm I, like he won't just like randomly shoot a like he won't just like decide to shoot a random civ- civilian out of nowhere because he's bored. He's not actively if you make antagonistic. Him mad, yeah. Oh yeah, if you make him mad though, God help you. Unless your name is like Deathstroke where you would win that fight. Barely. God help you. <laughs> right? But um, I'm not going to push it, but it's, it'd be pretty close. And also, sorry to have cut you off there, but... Um, no, you're good. Yeah, the, the thing with Deadshot... Well, number one, Christian Slater voices him in this movie. Perfect casting. Especially like yeah. a young Christian Slater would have been perfect for this role. I can even see him doing it now. Like, I know that Deadshot's kind of like eternally sort of youthful. And that's why one of the many reasons I think Will Smith was such a good choice because Will Smith's aged like a couple months over the yeah, time no, right? since I first saw him, like saw him start acting. And yeah. that, that's sort of part of the character is that they have like a timeless ability to just not age. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have a meanness to him that's not like inherently like, oh gosh, like I'm so edgy, I'm so cool. But he, he it, brings that more- callous sense of like, yeah. I'll do what I need to do, but I still have a little bit of mercy left in me that makes me not a complete monster. Yeah, is the he's very he, yeah he's not a complete monster like a Joker or a you know or as you'll learn a Killer Frost. Yeah. Oh uh, gosh. <laughs> but um, but he is very much the I won't hesitate. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we see that in the beginning of the movie too on that first mission because there's a betrayal uh, with Vertigo and Julie uh, after Punch died. Because yeah. they they killed him and they're like, Haha, we're gonna take off. But Waller heard everything, and then they're like, wait, no, uh, no. And Julie's about to blow up after Vertigo, which they showed the whole thing. I was not expecting. I know, that. which is so weird because they cut away from the guy getting shot in the head from Tobias Whale when he got shot. And then I was like, well, why would you show it now? What's the? <laughs> I think it's because they only had so much out. Like either they were allowed or whatever. Because. I mean, later on, with the character later on when it shows his backstory, you see surprisingly gruesome details of what happened to him. So yeah. I, I think it's almost like they had a limit, and WB was like, "Hey, you can only do so much, so make it count." Yeah, it, it probably had the impact of showing how effective the bombs were too. I guess that's I, I can see that because they were mowing through people, like people were getting dissected within like the first like ten minutes of this movie. And I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. And Julie's about to blow up and she's begging for mercy and Deadshot puts her out of her, her misery. Yeah. And which Waller's response to that was you're getting soft. Yeah. Well, it was more of a it was kind of a framed question where she's like, oh, you're going soft on me, huh? And he's like, no, nah, I'm just saving on dry cleaning, which I know that's not what he means because he's already well, covered in blood. But it yeah. gives us the idea of like, oh, OK, he's not even the worst person in this movie. Yeah, I know of this team of ruthless killers. He's not the worst. <laughs> right. And I can respect that, but he's still not the best because we have Bronze Tiger. And oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> it turns like if you were to make a list of like the most like the most moral to like the least moral, Bronze is at the top <laughs> with most. And so. then probably honestly, probably Deadshot. Like right yeah. beneath him. And then I don't, a, a bit of a gap. Harley? Like, Harley, but after a bit of a gap, and then Boomer, and then yeah, Copperhead, Copperhead, and well, Copperhead and Boomerang are kind of tied because they're just like chaotic 
neutral sort of yeah. in a weird in a weird way. I never thought I would in, in this movie. Uh, this Boomerang one, yes. is usually just. I don't know if I would say he's chaotic evil, but he he sure is chaotic. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely chaotic. So neutral would be more because he's not just like doing terrible things all the time. Right. He, he's chaotic neutral because he sort of he still breaks the law. He still does all those things, but he like he doesn't kill kids and he, he sort of has the mildest semblance of a code and that like he's not just going to outright go out of his way to make life horrible for everyone. He's just a petty, annoying, ruthless criminal when he needs yeah, to be. Because there's even times where he's just like, dude, I don't cross those lines. Are you serious? Right. But, and then uh, for that reason, I would actually put Copperhead below him because Copperhead will just kill anyone. But <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's like, go kill all these kids. Okay. But um, <laughs> he's like, well, I, I suppose you've twisted my arm. And then we have Killer love- Frost. <laughs> okay, oh, gosh. gosh. <laughs> Who will get to Killer Frost. My. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, okay. I love how, like, they get this team together. Of course, Deadshot's like, wow. This is a big team. We must be doing something pretty big. Just uh, kind of a personal thing. And he's like, uh, you're getting a card. And they're like, how about you just go to the bank and get a new one? It's like, no, no, it's not that kind of card. And it's so off the grid. They're in a Winnebago <laughs> or like a big old RV. Adds, and they're just like, adds to the charm of this movie. <laughs> oh, and, and that's what you got. We have such terrible people. You got to have like the almost like so off brand it circles back around to being on brand mm-hmm. like like cuz she's like that's how off the grid you are like we have to make it look like you're just i don't know like you just kind of blend in cuz you're inconspicuous yeah a, a bunch Harley of super just, villains in an RV know, driving around in <laughs> full outfits they don't get on civilian clothes not even like the crappy MCU attempts to hide the hat <laughs> and the glasses with some gum <laughs> exactly it'll like it immediately Harley just runs in and starts it literally says chicken nuggies on the back I was like you're kidding me god they they're just like you know what screw it we're just gonna go all in on that and for that I say thank you because it, it helps it, it makes it feel not so much low stakes but more grounded in the way that you can kind of make this grounded i guess well, because the premise itself is you know ridiculous insane. but it's comics <laughs> yeah no, and ridiculous in a good way it's not a mm-hmm. bad thing but like like you need that stuff because when you're cheering we have a bunch of ruthless killers you need something to like hold on to. It's like, oh yeah, I'm meant to be entertained right now. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, I'm not just supposed to hate these people and want to see them die. I, I want to be invested in what happens. And yeah, so ooh, we have some I good just, villains in this, though. I know, and that's the other thing. If you're gonna have a bunch, like when you're sitting there at, like now you've listened to us describe these people, you're like, how would I ever cheer for these people? Easy. You have the villains they're dealing with be even worse than them. Yeah, and either worse than them or more terrifying, and or both, or both, which they all are. <laughs> except, well, Vandal Savage—he sort of is subdued in this, in that like he's not outright antagonistic in terms of like, oh, I want to go out of my way to hurt people. He's just self-preserving. Yeah, he's kind of like just—he's trying to make a safety net for himself. Right. He has less ambitions of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, do all this and take over the world with this. I just don't want to die. Or like when I do die, I want to make sure that I am cleared to go and that I'm safe because 
we'll, we'll get to the MacGuffin of this movie. But yep. which is a great I loved if you're gonna have a MacGuffin, have a good one. This is the and MacGuffin. boy did they. <laughs> this is capital MacGuffin of all good MacGuffins. But yep. we have reverse flash in this movie too, as some of you guys may know as Zoom. If you're not a big comic reader, they they usually go by Zoom. And he was in the Flash, uh the original Flash TV series on CW. He is terrifying. He is one of the single scariest villains I've ever seen in my life. And, and I know, and <laughs> and if you think, oh, but it's dumb because his colors are reversed, and he calls himself Reverse Flash. Sometimes Zoom. I mean, since he's from way in the future, his name is like Ian Barthon or something like that. Yeah. And uh, stupid name. It is no. <laughs> everything you said is correct. He's still absolutely flipping terrifying because he has all the powers of Barry Allen and Wally West. But it's like, imagine like what makes Zod scary is what if you had Superman's abilities, but you were just evil. This is what if you had all the Flash's abilities, but you were evil, including time travel and full use of the speed force. It is the worst. (laughs) It. Oh, God. Yeah, he like he's right around where I have him on like my fear meter with like red death and. Oh, yeah. All the other terrifying speedsters, because like people think like, oh, they just run really fast. Like, sir, these people will ruin your life. (laughs) Why? Literally. And if they can't ruin your life, they'll go back in time and ruin one of your ancestors life. So you just cease to exist. Yeah. Like and imagine a speedster with a knife, which you will see in this movie. We'll get to (laughs) the worst thought in history is not is someone infinitely faster than you with a knife doing death by a thousand cuts on you for fun yes just because he's like i don't want to kill you outright and you're like uh-oh yeah but, um, which he didn't want to kill him because of the well, MacGuffin. MacGuffin. but um <laughs> you're probably wondering what this MacGuffin is caleb can you please say out loud what the name of this is and what it does <laughs> okay because first off we gotta lead into this because they first find a man who is a stripper who used to be dr fate <laughs> classic you heard that correctly <laughs> and <laughs> for uh, any of you who don't know who dr fate is google him and then listen to what we just said about him yes you will not uh, he is the original dr strange and if you think i'm wrong like dr fate came first mm-hmm. and he kind of does that same thing of being essentially sorcerer supreme for lack of a better way to put it yeah and in his tower of stuff until the stripper made i can't remember the name of the fate god but like Nabu made, thank you. Made him so mad that he just took the helmet back and just, you just watch the tower disappear in a mm-hmm. blink. It was hilarious. But um, <laughs> the card that got stolen by Vandal Savage, uh, his daughter and camera, the other chick she was with, uh, Scandal Savage and Knockout. Thank you. Yeah, I can't remember her name. But um, it is a black card with red lettering that literally says. Get out of hell free card. What does it do, Caleb? That's it. It's in the name. It's a get out of hell free card. So it's literally going by monopoly rules. You basically just hold on to this card forever. And if you die, you're like, all right, I'm good. Cool. Yeah, you're good. You, you go straight to heaven. You bypass hell. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like, okay. I bought I like, it. 
I'm mad at myself that I was just like, yeah, you know what? That's that's fair. It, <laughs> I just, no, it's just, I'm just laughing because like, because you, know, you know, I'm not gonna overly criticize a comic book movie because this kind of ridiculousness is what I live is like why I'm here. But right. um, right. There's that part of me like, especially like being Christian. I just had that like moment like from with Batman when they did the uh, another animated movie when that line when he goes, even if I had a week, I couldn't explain all the things wrong with that. <laughs> Like, God, it's, but I was it's like, so I scary. just ignored it because it's it, exactly. It's that thing of like, this is so over the top. I'm just, you know what? Screw it. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's the and, only um, way I could think to like completely put into it my feelings about like this. Get out of hell free. It just sounds like a hot topic monopoly in the really best does. way that you could possibly put it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I've probably seen that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just like, and you just had that out in the open. I mean, granted, it's in a guarded magical tower, but still. But yeah. um, and and people knew about it. Granted, it was Vandal Savage, but also he kind of knows everything, right? The God Vandal Savage needs to be a villain in a movie, or I'm going to scream. I agreed. <laughs> I'm he, just he's waiting. Still good. Yeah, he he could be a good Justice League or Suicide Squad villain. Either way, mm-hmm. we're as we've seen here, but. Oh man, the thing about this movie is that like there's there's secondary villains like you know we have Reverse Flash who is somehow a secondary villain, but it's only because he got shot through the head in the Flashpoint paradox, and in the By Thomas Wayne, and in like the microscopic fraction of a second between when he got shot and the moment he died, he ran he put himself in the Speed Force. And then bought himself time to go back and get the get out of hell free card so that he could not go to hell. And I was like, so this movie basically is like microscopic in comparison to like the flashpoint paradox. Weird to think about, but yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah. In that moment he gets shot. It's like this whole movie takes place in a couple of seconds, at least according to him, because that's how it works when you're a speedster. Time means nothing. And um, to your point of like, you know, when they show some gore, but not others, the gore they showed was the bullets going through reverse Flash's head. Like you literally watch his brains going out. And so I'm just like, I feel like WB were like, okay, okay. We can't just make every scene a bloodbath. Mm -hmm. So pick your spots. Yeah. Which is smart because after a while, people are just going to start not processing the gore and it's not going to have the intended impact other than just being like, Ooh, gross. And exactly with this movie, they do a a pretty good job of either like not showing all of it or what they do show. It's more of it's implied in a certain aspect, but it's still graphic. So like, yeah, it's a spoiler alert, by the way, guys, like (laughs) we're about 30 minutes. We just gave away the end of the movie. What? We just gave away the end of the movie. We're now doing spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oopsie, I guess. <laughs> it, it, there's like an implicit spoiler warning when we talk about these movies. Like, come on. And if you're not already interested in the movie by the time we kind of introduce it, then I'm sure you'll be along for the long run. But spoiler alert. Lots of people die. And oh, yeah. <laughs> including Reverse Flash, who not only died in the Flashpoint Paradox, 
but died again in this universe because welcome to being a speedster where you can die multiple times yeah where another one of him is alive out there but not this one that's just how he works i mean no that's we talked about this for recording that's what makes him absolutely flipping terrifying is that he like you you technically can't kill him Mm -hmm. because he time travels so much he's just basically immortal yeah. And that's, yeah. But uh, I did like when they first, like, I know how, like, you mentioned when they first showed Reverse Flash, and you were just like, oh, this movie's over. Yeah. Because <laughs> normally, if you see him, you're like, well, okay. And even they yeah. were like, uh, something's wrong. And they're like, how are we not dead? <laughs> too fast. It's like, bro, we're in a Winnebago. Like, <laughs> we're not going to outrun this man. He's running too slow. And that, it, there's like this mystery of, like, oh, is it, like, why is he bleeding from the head? What's going on? And you know that it's probably something to do with Flashpoint Paradox, but I just didn't know the levels of which it went to. And that was super interesting what they did with that. But he's working alongside Banshee and Blockbuster, who, as you can probably tell, are not long for this world. (laughs) (laughs) Much like most characters in this movie, they're not designed for longevity. And it's hilarious. But they play a pretty crucial role because they fight the Suicide Squad a couple times. They try to get Dr. Fate. They do get Dr. Fate at one point, (laughs) which we still don't know what happened to him. I'm not sure I want to know because it's kind of scary to think about. But also, can we just, you know, since you talk about how much you like the line, your favorite part was when they first go find him at the at the strip club. (laughs) And Harley's just like, so (laughs) Harley if, if you're a small child listening to this podcast, number one, why go to bed? Number two, <laughs> be prepared is all I'm saying. Or if you have small children listening to this podcast with you who can process what we're talking about, I'm just giving you your heads up now. It's not even that bad. I'm just covering all my bases. And <laughs> Harley is super horny in this movie. Oh, yeah. and they show up at the strip club because they're looking for the guy who's basically cosplaying as Dr. Fate like he used to be and he's a stripper and Harley sees him and she's all horny for these guys and she looks at him. By the way, this is voiced by Tara Strong, same person who voiced Raven and about a million other voices from your childhood. And and is the iconic voice of Harley who's been doing it since the 90s. Exactly. Only well, there's been a couple other people Kaylee Cuoco's done a great job as well, too. No, so I'm saying like the but iconic one. The like, iconic the, one. Yeah. There's but, been there's been others, but like yeah. Yeah. That's that's why I wanted to specify. Yeah. And she's not even the only Harley Quinn in this animated universe, actually, because Hayden Welsh took over after her, aka Starfire from Teen Titans. Whoa. And weird. Yeah, she's watching these strippers and she deepens her voice and goes, Me likey. like she's basically like sexually harassing all these strippers to the point where like I think even Deadshot is like hey you should probably stop (laughs) they literally are at the point where it's just like they're like someone go find a cold shower to throw her into so she can calm down yeah even Killer Frost is like wow that's pretty bad even for me and I kill lots of innocent people Uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm surprised Killer Frost didn't like cover her in ice for a few seconds to be like are you calm now Okay, we're good. She, well, she did get to do that. It's just, <laughs> just a lot later. later in this movie. And she's like, me like he. And <laughs> then we get the, the famous line of, 
even psychopaths have needs or psychopaths have needs too. And I was like, okay, well, I I guess that's not factually incorrect, but still it's it's not, it's not the statement. It's the execution. Right. And Harley's personality, this whole movie funny, but it, it basically sums up to violence, horny chicken nuggies. And yeah, yeah, that, that that's really about it, actually. <laughs> Which I know you're thinking, oh, we're bashing the character. No, that's Harley. That, and when she yeah. wants to be, she's really smart. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of the frustrating part. That's why people begrudgingly keep her on the team because when she wants to be, she's brilliant. Also, she refuses to die. That is the other act. Yeah. I think that's why they put her on there because they're like, she'll be fine. And yeah. if one person is <laughs> going to somehow BS their way through this, it's Harley or. <laughs> Boomerang. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she she's ridiculous. And at one point, she I think she even gets nervous, like because she's afraid of Waller and Bronze Tiger and uh, Deadshot are having a fight later on in the movie because like one of the big conflicts is like you know like well yeah gets, I'm a criminal. Who gets the card? Well, not even just that, but also like it's more of a philosophical like hey. I've done some terrible things I regret in my life, but I don't let that dictate, you know, what I do from here on out. Like I don't choose to continue being a murderer and because Bron- Bronze true. Tiger is like, he's a man of faith, number one. And he's also very like, yeah, none of us are perfect, but like you're enabling your daughter and you kind of created her that way because of the choices that you made and which Deadshot does not take well. Nope. <laughs> he, he becomes a Jordan meme of, and I took that personally. Yeah, you can see it in his face too because he goes super saiyan. Yeah, like, <laughs> they have a giant silly fight. I love it. Yeah, but no, it's great, and it just I love how Bronze Tiger put it too. Because one, Bronze Tiger's like, look, I have every reason to be like you. I mean, you know, Deathstroke. He didn't know it was Deathstroke at the time, but you know, basically kills his fiance back when he was still part of the League of Assassins before he went full on, you know, uh, solo vigilante villain. But um, he's like, yeah, and I realized I was a bad person making bad choices and it got innocent people killed. I fixed myself. What have you done? And Deadshot's just like, you know what? Everything you said was correct. I'm going to punch you now. It's and they like start the, fighting. Shut up. <laughs> like, that's basically the argument that he had to make. Which, and... yeah, I mean, I, and I get because they're, they're all heated because they're like, hey, man, we're a part of a team. If you take off like that, Waller's going to go nuts. Yeah, and, which she did. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And it's like, you will literally get all of us killed if you take off, and that's not cool. And um, Which he's 100% right, by the way. Like, I know Deadshot's supposed to be the, the protagonist of this movie, but Bronze Tiger's not wrong. <laughs> like, no, and that's what makes... I think it's part of the reason why Deadshot, like, they start fighting is because he's mad. One, because no one likes to have the truth thrown in their face that hard. Especially not Two, when you're a supervillain. Especially, <laughs> yeah. When you're a trigger-happy supervillain that's thought you had found your daughter and it turned out, no, you hadn't. And two, when it's like you're being hit in the face with all of that truth and you realize, oh, wow, you've been through as much as I have and you're actually trying to improve your life where I haven't. That makes me feel bad, and I don't like that. Right, and, and he does kind of go through that change at the end too. Like Bronze Tiger, 
is the antagonist to Deadshot. You know, like Waller is obviously the big villain and we have secondary villains like Vandal Savage and Reverse Flash and wow, so many others. But (laughs) it's, you know, really about his development because we see glimpses of who he could be in a twisted way. But by the end of it, he makes the right decision and then becomes a better father to his daughter because yes. luckily enough, he gets out because he completed the mission. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's I, I did like that ending because I felt I felt validated because I was like, finally, yeah. like the way they did it, too. And also just and we'll go with like. Finally, someone actually managed to get out of the suicide squad. It's like, holy crap, it's possible. Yeah, that's that's the only time that's ever really happened in pretty much any of these movies. Like, I know in the 2016 Suicide Squad, like, you know, they got a lot of amenities and like Harley got an espresso machine and Killer Croc got BET. And like, I can't believe I said that out loud, but (laughs) that's how the movie goes. And we never really see anyone get out. And I think even Boomerang is like, you're just using me because you know I'm never going to get out and you don't care if I die. Yeah. I mean, he, he went, cause when they first get this mission, Waller goes, okay, because I'll take one year off your sentences. And Boomerang goes, oh, great. Only 87 more suicide missions to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> that's the other thing I, I kind of love about Boomerang is he's, he sort of accepted his fate. At this point, yeah. he just does it because he's like, cool, I get to get out of my prison cell and kill people if yeah, I need like, to. I'm bored. <laughs> I, I, but, uh, I get to but kill I the bad like, guys. Yeah, as a bad guy. Cool. But um, <laughs> so like we, we established for like reverse flash why he wants the card. Uh, Vandal Savage, at first I was confused why on earth he would want it because mm-hmm. it's like he, the man's literally immortal. Mm-hmm. And then in a moment, and Austin and I talked about this, mm-hmm. and a moment where apparently, and while I like the writing for most of this movie, I got to critique this part. When Savage literally sits there and goes, I might be immortal, but I'm not invulnerable. Which is technically not wrong, but it still just doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it's like mortal means you can die. Immortal means you cannot die. Well, mortal means you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, that's the it's it sort of it felt awkward. Like, I know what he's saying, but I was still just like. Because like, <laughs> I know I alluded like. Uh, in the Justice League cartoon, it's like when they talked about the difference between immortality and eternal life with Morgan mm-hmm. Lefay and her annoying little kid, mm-hmm. uh, because the kid did this thing. He made himself an adult and he broke the spell. And she's like, oh, yeah, he's just no longer immortal. He only has eternal life. And you're like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. It shows him as a decrepit old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because so, you could be like, he's like, I can live forever, but that doesn't mean I can't die or, or something like that. And, exactly. Like, or I have eternal life, but I can still be. Ki- I just can't be killed by aging. Right. And I think they got their point across. And most people are not going to be like, oh. But I think it's because I think it's it's because I've heard it other times before. We're like, well, so and so is immortal, but then like, guys, get like just it's my nitpick. No, I I think it's weird. I think it's just weird because can't Vandals heal? I don't think he died in this, but I guess he did. I don't think so. That's what I was confused about because I was like, 
he has like very quick, like he has a very intense healing factor. And they were just like, well, I guess he's dead. And I was like, from what? Like, <laughs> what? like I understood why he wanted it because he points out that because of the right, like they call them the metahumans, superheroes, mm-hmm. he has come closer to death in the last, like as he puts it, in the last 10 years than he has in the literal tens of thousands of years that he's been alive. And which I'm like, okay, well, if you were actually Alexander the Great and Julius Caesar, you're wrong. Yeah, I don't know about that, that one, Chief. Like, <laughs> I was like, because you're actually Julius Caesar, that means, uh, you know, and <laughs> two Brutus. But um, to put it simply, um, I appreciate that. Thank you. But um, uh, I still understood the point he was trying to make of like, you know, now that people have gotten vastly stronger, like there's these st- stupidly strong people like Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very real possibility. I will like die for real. So he wants the literal get out of hell free card. Can't even say as a joke because that's literally what it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, it sounds like I'm making a really bad joke, but that's the name. <laughs> exactly. And I did like that they incorporated Professor Pig because, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, it's a, it was a one off villain from a Batman comic where he's supposed to just be a psychotic doctor. Mm-hmm. And I like they brought him in because he managed to like. So the card into Vandal Savage where the only way to pull it out of him would be to kill him. Right. And so, cause I remember his so far, he's like, yeah, I want the card. And Boomer was like, bloody, like, why do you want it? Your whole thing is you don't die. <laughs> I want the card. I want the card. It's like dirty. Yeah. I'm dirty literally turned. <laughs> I loved when Boomerang took the card and like, was trying to take off with it. Like, why do you want it? He was like, it's like, uh, do you know the things I've done? If this works, I need this. <laughs> are you are you really asking me that? That that stupid <laughs> question, you idiot, you absolute yeah, like, moron. You <laughs> if it doesn't work, I'm gonna end up where I already knew I was gonna go. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> one other okay, one other small nitpick in that scene too, because reverse flash, he gets Killer Frost on his side. We'll let you watch the movie for that. But he has yeah. the ability because he has super speed to remove the bombs from their necks because he can move so quickly that he like separates his molecules and he can just reach in your like it's so it's crazy. But yeah, he was able to normally is a very quick, normally a very fast process, but because he's hurting and dying, literally, mm-hmm. um, it was like really uh, I kind of had a moment where I thought he was actually going to kill her and not actually do it. Yeah, I was like, well, that was a waste. But <laughs> he he does it to Vandal Savage, and that's how Vandal Savage dies. Yes. Well, they can always bring him back. <laughs> well, not thing. in that universe. <laughs> no one's coming back in that universe. Well, that's true. Now with what they yeah, yeah no, you're right. I big spoiler, but it's called Apocalypse War. Uh, yep. Watch that one completely blind if you can, guys. But <laughs> we like he quote unquote dies. And reverse flash, like when he's doing it, he's like, I've got just enough like juice in the tank for one last burst of speed. He does that. And then he uses super speed like a hundred more times when the, in the coming scenes. And I was like, okay, but did you though? Like, did well, <laughs> one, it's a villain. So a villain lying is not shocking. What does he have to gain from lying? Well, no, well, okay, okay. He does say he only has like one more burst of speed when he's talking to Deadshot while he's holding the card. Because mm-hmm. he, he figures out they don't want... Deadshot does not want Amanda Waller getting the card because Amanda Waller wants it because she has cancer. Yeah. And 
Well, we don't know it's can we don't know it's cancer. It just says terminal on the folder that they give her. Fair. But whatever she's got. <laughs> Which she leaves out in the open. <laughs> well, I know, right? But if there's one person that is guaranteed to go to hell, it's Amanda Waller. Don't. So, and she knows that. She, yeah. <laughs> she's and like, so that's oh, why yeah. she wants that card. And uh, so reverse flashes. It's like, hey, I only got one last thing of speed. Like speed force left in me before I will just fall over dead because I can't keep myself in this time zone anymore. Mm-hmm. So shoot me while I'm holding the card. Then everyone wins. I get what I want. You get what you want. What's the problem? And well, we got to talk about what happened before that. Cause you know, you, you, you referenced it, the death by a thousand cuts from a speedster that happens. Well, okay. So, cause he has it before he says the burst of speed thing when he's removing uh, the card from Vandal Savage and then killer frost turns on him after she's already frozen everyone and killed Banshee and blockbuster. Um, and then Copperhead ends up getting her killed. Spoiler alert, by the way, they all die. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's well, like five people out. within the span of like a couple minutes. Copperhead, Copperhead for MVP. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he came through for the team, man. He was a team player. <laughs> yeah. And what does he get as his reward? Head blown off. Right. She, well, Killer Frost was going to kill him. So Waller's just like, ha ha, I've caught you with ease. Yeah. And just blows up Copperhead. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> killed two of your, your operatives with one single blow while sitting from your pajamas. And <laughs> yeah, God, I, she's so America. She's so <laughs> <laughs> I'll bomb you from a distance <laughs> with ease. Oh, some people might not find that funny, but <laughs> it's dark. Oh, gosh. Moving on. <laughs> we like, OK, they break free from the ice. Boomerang gets the card. Flash very slowly limps after him, as does Deadshot. But oh, oh yeah, Bronze Tiger had had been wounded. So yes. he shows up and sees right through Boomerang. He's like, dude, like you're you're not good at this. And yeah, like how you put this, as scummy as you are, you suck at lying. Which leads to one of my other favorite lines in this movie from Boomerang. Careful, kitten. You're not the only one with claws. <laughs> <laughs> but it was more of like a careful kitten. You're not the only one with claws. And I was like, bro, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like you really about to go hand to hand with gonna, a guy. Oh, go ahead. You're just going to boomerang this guy to death. <laughs> which granted he was wounded so i guess maybe he was like oh, I, I could probably take this guy but like no boomerang is not known for being a master like martial artist <laughs> well, he throws boomerangs well like he was doing like he was getting his butt kicked but still holding his own since bronze Tiger was heavily injured well he but didn't then even, reverse flash showed up that's yeah he, didn't, he, didn't, he hardly even got to fight bronze tiger they like did a couple moves and then reverse flash just like showed up and pickpocketed him about a thousand times. He was like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Starts beating the crap out. I was like, I said, where is it? <laughs> I was dying laughing. Cause I was like, God, I love boomerang, but I love seeing him get beaten up more. It's <laughs> that's how, you know, you're a good villain. <laughs> it's so weirdly satisfying. Um, but this starts the most terrifying part of the movie because yep. it, it gives me nightmares. Just thinking about, the absolute horror movie vibes I get from the scene, but reverse flash and bronze tiger, like, cause bronze tiger could probably actually take reverse flash in their state. 
And it's only because Reverse Flash is literally on the verge of death. And yes, but Braun Seiger is also pretty close to mortally wounded because he got uh, he got caught in the blast by Killer Frost Bomb, which they deactivated without knowing uh, that yep. it is. Yeah. Oopsie. But <laughs> he has a fight with him and actually gets a couple hits in. But. Oh, it's nasty. Like. Oh, yeah, because you mean, can't Flash... die. And that's like the one thing I really like about these fights is that like it's not just, oh, I'm going to kill you immediately. And that's the main reason that reverse flash works in this is because he can't just immediately kill people. Yeah. And also Bronze is holding the card. So he's like, you can't kill me because then the card will just work on me. Yeah, it's. And so flash is like, I have to be clever. <sighs> and it's, it's not nice. He grabs this tiny yeah. little dagger and then just cuts him up about a dozens of times. Oh yeah. Uh, just runs back and forth. Cause it's like, you can't, well, as it, as the saying goes, you can't dodge what you can't see. Exactly. And he, he's not going as fast as he normally would, but it, it's pretty bad. Then he cuts his throat too. And I'm just like, yikes, mm-hmm. dude, like this is, this is vicious. This is not a, <laughs> this is not made for kids. <laughs> no, once again, <laughs> why reverse flash, even when like handicapped with the biggest handicap you can give someone on death's door is still one of the most terrifying villains. Right. It's, disturbing to watch but Deadshot and Bronze Tiger actually work together because they think Bronze Tiger's dead but he throws a little knife and cuts off Reverse Flash's fingers while he's distracted yeah and so that way the car drops and then Deadshot just lights him up <laughs> and doesn't miss a single shot as Deadshot is wont to make but <laughs> yep, as he will always tell you every single time <laughs> it's never fails and they make fun <laughs> of that in the game too which I appreciate but we basically have the scene where Waller's showing up and she's like, you better have that card. And like, everyone's all beat up. I think it's like Harley boomerang and Deadshot are the only people who make it out. Right. Well, he doesn't show boomer, but like, yeah, he didn't show him getting killed. You just know he's, he's beaten up pretty badly. Yeah. He, he took a beating, but he's, it happens. He's not dead. Yeah. And I, I think they mentioned at the end that he was fine too, but like he also shows up in the later movies. So, <laughs> yeah, he has a little spat with Constantine for a minute that I love, and I won't spoil it for you. But it, there's not many of them, and of course it's Harley. But the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> she would live. Another great line from this movie. The main choice in this movie is that kind of like Deadshot's been struggling with the morality of you know who he is deep down and who he's been his whole life, and. I think he and Bronze Tiger kind of had earned each other's respect in the end. It had finally come to understand one another in a way that they only could. And Bronze Tiger kind of got what he deserved in the best sense that like, yes, he was a man. He'd been a man of his faith who was trying to right his wrongs and find redemption, which is not easy for someone who's done a lot of horrible things like he had, regardless of whether it was for money or not. And Deadshot gives him the card before he dies yeah, and, the, and i love that like as he's laying there and he realizes what Deadshot's doing he goes he was like oh so you didn't want her to get it either he goes oh no if someone deserves to go to hell it's waller <laughs> it's like it wasn't my preferred outcome <laughs> yeah i know Deadshot's like yeah i'd rather you not be dying for this to happen but you know <laughs> I, I make like some you. lemonade here yeah yeah <laughs> I, i've come to like you 
Yeah. And, I, and it's, it was a touching moment. He's like, he asked her like, what's the name of, you know, what was your fiance's name? And he tells her and he just says, that's a beautiful name. Now you go join her yeah. as the card works. And it's like, so just a really touching moment. And I love yeah. that, you know, Waller shows up and he hands him the card and our hands are the card. And she's like, this is cold. And he's like, it's a cold world. And she's like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right, whatever, if it works. And he's just like, <laughs> does like the little, <laughs> like runs off. <laughs> right. I just, Oh, I wish yeah. he had, I, I really I wish he had. <laughs> or just like, as when she turns her back, he like flips her off. <laughs> yeah. That see a little too much, but it would have been hilarious. It's what I would have liked to have seen. <laughs> right. But no, but what they did was still worked. And I just, I still want to talk about the moment, like real quick, like just, I liked how like when reverse flash got lit up, how it went back. Cause like how you said, like all this kind of seems to take place in a microcosm of flashpoint paradox. Mm-hmm. Because if it, it literally goes back to the moment he gets shot by Thomas Wayne and falls over dead. And you're just like, Oh, that's trippy. And when you see him laying there on the ground in front of dead shot, he's like phasing out. Yeah, it is kind of wild. It's so, it, I, this is probably one of my favorite animated movies from the universe that they've got going on. Yeah. And I think a large part of it is because the characters, like number one, the voice cast is really good. Uh, Christian yes. Slater and Liam McIntyre, both are awesome. Uh, both do a really solid job and both are, well, perfectly cast. <laughs> as per usual but Vanessa Williams Billy Brown Tara Strong can't believe I didn't say that one first uh, <laughs> and like a bunch of veteran voice actors who all deserve credit so Matthew Mercer's in here uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of people in here it's, it's really cool but it's also like the violence isn't what makes it good but the level of anything can happen at any point is really cool uh, Knockout yeah. I don't think Knockout dies actually now that i think about it that's true it showed at the uh, hospital that she was like she gave him the coordinates of where to find vandal savage but they don't like join in so right and it, it leaves it up in the air yeah because she's like basically on life support because she should have died she absolutely <laughs> i was like how are you not dead yeah well it's because knockouts actually really strong uh well also i'm like uh vandal savage would go for a kill shot he would not do the well i guess i'll just hurt you more which i thought he did but Again, I guess because she's knockout, it's a little bit different. And right. it, it kind of set the tone of like, oh, well, these people are horrible. And I'm more scared of these people than I are of anyone on the, on the Suicide Squad. I, because Sam- I know what you thought. Well, I just thought it was funny because she's like, why would you do this? I'm like, you're the daughter of Vandal Savage. How did you? Yeah. What? How are you surprised? And like, that was the other part of the movie that like, I think really set the tone was because they he was like the woman is expendable and they're all just like you know what you're right and they shoot <laughs> and I was just like wow they didn't even hesitate because well, he's I fighting mean, would you hesi- yeah would you hesitate if Vandal Savage was the one giving you that order uh I wouldn't work for Vandal Savage I'm built different but <laughs> honestly no and- <laughs> yeah it's like it's like being a goon of brother blood you're just gonna do whatever that man says pretty much if you value your life and <laughs> they uh Oh, it's good because like she gets shot and then Scandal Savage, who they were lovers, and uh she was like, She's dying, Dad. And he just caps her and he's like, Get into the plane. And I was like, Wow. 
And I think even Boomerang is like, oof, and I thought you were a bad dead shot or something like that. Like, ooh, and I thought Floyd was bad. I know, he was like, wow, okay, I guess, uh, I guess you're not the worst father ever. Yeah, <laughs> yikes. But <laughs> we have, uh, oh, another thing about Boomerang before, you know, we kind of wrap up, you know, just kind of going on the whole good cast of voice actors that they have here. Liam McIntyre, who... I don't know if you've seen this show. I would be surprised if you have because I don't think it's very much your aesthetic. But he took over for Spartacus. Do you remember the live action Spartacus series? Heard of it. I haven't watched it. It is very violent. So (laughs) I don't blame you if you haven't quite gotten to watching it. But it is very good. And it's produced by the same showrunner, Stephen Estes Knight, who also did the first season of Daredevil. And he's awesome. I... I have a lot of admiration for him. Also, former banana slug. Go banana slugs. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to throw that out in the universe. But he took over as Spartacus because the original actor had passed away from cancer, which is really sad. And he took over and, and did a very admirable job, especially taking over from such an iconic role and someone who'd been so beloved. But he was great. And he's been in TV since then, but I think he's been killing it as Boomerang. And I wouldn't oh, yeah. mind if he was Owen Mercer in the DCEU, depending on where they decide to go with the character of Boomerang. <sighs> but it was another little tidbit because I keep forgetting that he's he's in this somehow, even though he's one of the, to me, most recognizable faces and actors besides, you know, Christian Slater. And- <laughs> I, I know it. Like, okay. Legit, I mean, I agree with you. Great casting for Deadshot. It took me a solid five minutes to get used to hearing his voice coming out of the character. Well, yeah, and he's such like a long-running veteran, iconic actor that so many people know that you're like, oh, wow, like that's Christian Slater. Yeah, <laughs> it, no, You I'm have not, to register it, it for a second. Exactly. It wasn't a bad thing. I wasn't like upset. I just had to adjust to it. Yeah, and that's fair. That That's reasonable. And everyone did a good job. Uh, you know, there, there's a couple scenes, like I think where like the RV rolls over where you're like, is that CGI again, not a knock, but like most of the, the action in this is done in a way that is completely animated in the same style. And it looks really good. And yeah. I, I do like the art style of it. They do like a really great job. So like shout out to the animators who worked on this. You guys are mm-hmm. awesome. And agreed. If you guys would like to watch this movie, I wouldn't recommend this to everyone. And it's not because I don't like it. It's one of my favorite DC animated movies. It's just violent. (laughs) Yeah, it's violent. And it has some moments that uh, I'm not. They're upsetting. Yeah, or upsetting. And also just like. It's not as bad as the, the, the scene we all love to mock from Logan. They did just because it's rated R and oh boy. Uh, oh God, you're right. You know the one I'm yeah. talking about. They, they kept um, it to a minimum in this to the point where you're like, is that? Oh, I, I guess. Oh, no, I'll get an example. <laughs> like, a, like the when they, the, the uh, when they go, uh, like Randall Sav, like the private apartment or whatever. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> what the guard was listening to. And I was like, is that what I think it is? It's exactly what you think it is. Caleb. No, I know. I know. I heard it. I was like, Oh my, okay. I was like, why? And then that guy got frozen and his head knocked off with a bat. I was like, bro, you need to chill. (laughs) Everyone in this movie is so awful. (laughs) Oh, I know. And like, 
which I, I know for some people it might be a little mm-hmm. jarring to see that for like Harley. Because mm-hmm. I think because of uh, it did not feel in character for Harley. That part, no. Like everything I else, her, a thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, the, the that was the one the, moment where I was like, I don't know if I would have included that, but I'm willing to let it slide because everything else, yeah. I was like, that's Harley. Exactly. I was saying like, yeah, she wouldn't hit a, a guy's head clean off that just like a rando innocent security guard. Yeah. Now, would she hit him in the side to where when he got unfrozen, he suddenly has broken ribs? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, she or like, like hit him in the in the balls or something like that. That's yeah, a very that, Harley move. Yeah, she wouldn't just straight murder him. Yeah, that wow, that yeah caught me off guard. And there there was a little bit of nudity in, nudity in this too. Like we had a For like yeah a, like a split second, a brief second, and I was like, I guess that's gonna be in here. But <laughs> it, it was very yeah, like it was, not focused. I was just like, okay, that's in there. I know, and I thought it was strange. Cause I was like. They did it oh, twice. Mm-hmm. And I know the scene you're talking about because it's in the same. It, both instances happen in the same scene. I understand why it's there because actually, I, at first, I was like, it feels odd. And then I was like, but, oh, it, it's to show that you know, like they love each other and they're comfortable around each other, and that you know, like. Well, the second one, the second time, yes, yeah. The second time, yes. The first time, I was like, it was so quick. I was like, why bother even animating the frames? Yeah, I don't know, because boobies. <laughs> yeah, I'll, which I'm just like, oh, okay, I mean, you know the internet exists, right? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I they didn't push it too much in this, but there are a couple scenes where I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, especially with like you know stripper fate. There's a couple of moments I was like, really? Yeah, or like a couple small animations where I was like, did y'all just have his dong wiggle? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, if you think we're lying, we are not like, and they don't try and make it like, oh, it's a subtle thing. You only notice if you're really watching, like it's front and center. And I was like, all right, cover everyone's bases. I can respect that. Well, the part of- like, like, play for both teams. All right. No, no, no. And that, and that, that argument. Sure. I get it. But there's also just me of like, I'm just sitting there, like looking at like all kind of like, like not even ups- like, not upset or anything, just confused mm-hmm. of like, but it's like my favorite gif of Ryan Reynolds when he's like in the doctor, like in the scrubs and he just goes, but why, but why though? And I, yeah, and that's just how I feel. I was like, well, well okay. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I think you and I also kind of fall into the category. I, I'm not going to try and speak for you. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we kind of fall into the category of like, yeah, I don't really mind nudity. And like, if it's there in the movie, like I don't really care. Like, even for the most part, like if it doesn't fully have a purpose in the movie or if it doesn't seem like it has a purpose, I'm like, all right, like as long, you know, as long there's a certain context within movies where like nudity can be uncomfortable. And when it's used in a way that I think the filmmaker did not intend or they absolutely did intend, but it just is kind of creepy. It's very rare that that happens, but there's certain instances where I'm like, Ooh, yikes. Whereas like, uh, there's been a big discourse about it between a lot of people in the industry where they're like, why are there sex scenes in movies? And I was like, don't ask me. <laughs> I'm not the one writing them. Like, like ask Cronenberg. I don't know. <laughs> but um, no, but like my, that's how I feel about it. It's like, if there is a purpose to it, sure. But mm-hmm. it's like, I guess the easiest way to put it is like edge for the sake of edge. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not, I'm, I don't, I, it just kind of like, it's not my favorite. I kind of, exactly. I just kind of tune out. Mm-hmm. It's like, if there's a purpose to it and it makes sense. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Yeah. But if it's just there for the sake of like shock value, I'm like, that doesn't work in, well, since this movie came out in 2018, this doesn't work in the tw- in the 21st century anymore. Cause the internet exists. Right. And like, I, I think even just sometimes it's there for whatever reason, there's usually always a reason. And some of them are artistic, whether or not it fully lands is kind of up to debate, but sometimes they just, they just go with it. Sometimes it's for humor. Sometimes that can work. Yeah. Sometimes it's like just background exposition and like game of Thrones is notorious for many things, but they literally kind of coined the term of sex position where we'd be having a scene with important dialogue and people would be having sex in the background. And it feels unnecessary. And for some people, they're just like, oh, it's just part of the setting and the theme and like the way that people like interact with each other in this world. They're like, oh, this is just whatever to me in this world. And there's varying purposes for it. Sometimes it can feel a little like, oh, well, I guess that's there for me. It doesn't bother me so much, but like I understand that there's been a lot of discourse around it. And I'm not saying that people don't have valid points to make about it. It's just interesting to kind of like pick apart certain parts of different movies and be like, huh, I wonder what that was there for, you know? And I think that's the thing is like, that's where it boils down to of like, did it add to the movie? Cause I guess I just have the thing, especially if you have a quick moving movie like this was the hour 20. It's like with a short runtime, everything you kind of need everything to kind of have a purpose. Yeah. But and once again, this is not us trying to like drag the movie down. Like, this is us, like we said, like it's not for everybody. This is part of the reason. Yeah, it's gonna it go. It makes some jokes and some moments where you're just like, yeah, this is definitely not for everybody. Yeah, and then again, yeah, Suicide Squad's not for everybody. Like just as a comic movie, anything, it's not for everybody. Yeah, when people ask me what comics I recommended them, I asked them first. I was like, well, <laughs> let me know what you like reading normally. Uh, because there's certain ones that I would love to recommend to you. And there's certain ones where I'm like, I don't know if you'd enjoy that. And I I think for some, like, because there's a lot that are very political. And I think some people either aren't really ready to like fully take on a story that involves that. Like if anyone's ever read any Alan Moore, his work (laughs) is extremely political. He's one of my favorite writers. And I I think he, he does an excellent job of not, beating you over the head with the politics of the story, which I think is why some people sometimes complain about like, well, I don't like this movie's political when I think that they should be saying, I don't like that. It's so blatantly obvious and beating me over the head with it that I feel like it's more of a message than a story. And that's, that's a completely other can of worms, but (laughs) there's politics with suicide squad as well. And they vary throughout the story. Like for the most part, it's usually going to be about like, well, number one, the answer to this question that I haven't even asked yet is no. And one of the big questions they ask is, is it okay to sacrifice horrible people for the greater good or the imposed idea of what the greater good is because they're awful people. And some people will say yes. Other people will be like, uh, no, they're still people. And the suicide squad very much kind of toys with that idea while also going like, am I going to kill them or am I not? You'll never know. But (laughs) like if you've seen the suicide squad, that movie's extremely political, but 
a lot of people are like, oh, wow, that's impactful and it fits the story, even though it talks about American imperialism and America's part, like instead of just being like, oh, America's so great and wonderful. Like, no, a lot of America's history is complex and people are complex and the actions and decisions we make are not all black and white. And with the Suicide Squad, it does follow that route of nobody's perfect. And well, that, that's putting it lightly, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, hold on. We're not talking about like this isn't this isn't like Deadpool or like Wolverine. We're talking boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> and like killer frost. Right. Most of these people are awful people, but how do we react with these characters? How do we sympathize with them? What's the allure of seeing this story where they're put in a, in a situation where they're most likely going to die? Should we care? Should we empathize? Is that something like we should care about, especially when the people in charge of them are even worse? <laughs> like mm -hmm. it, it's a complicated thing that I love. I love stories like that. And I love things, like a lot of comics that are willing to tackle that very difficult and very complex topic. So for me, I love this and I would recommend it to anyone who's willing to go down that, especially if you love spy thrillers, if you love action movies, if you can handle a little bit of gore, the suicide squad is perfect. Suicide squad held to pay is a great example of not going completely overboard, but kind of pushing the boundaries of what is to be expected of a superhero movie. And then giving you people that you shouldn't care about, but then you find yourself invested in. And this movie does a really good job of doing that while also giving you what you came for, which is suspense and violence and ridiculousness. It's a ton of fun. I yep. love this movie. I love Hell to Pay. It's probably, oh man, I'd rank it pretty up there, especially with like the animated movies. It's up there in terms of some of my preferred DC Comics movies. So for me, it's an easy recommend only if you are into the genre. Yeah, so that's, it, fair. that's all it's it's not like a full blown like everyone needs to watch this because it is niche and it's hard to get everyone to watch something, especially when it's R rated. Not everything can be Deadpool. Deadpool is a flash in the pan and it's yes. really good no, at absolutely. what it does, but it's not always going to be for everyone. Couldn't say it better myself. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just it's true. It's like it's if something's niche, it's kind of like a. I mean, it's like a, if they started making more stuff about like Constantine, or if they made stuff about you know Swamp Thing, or you know things like or uh, Zatanna, and like there's some things that like it just it's niche, and that's not a bad thing. Niche is not bad. It's just. It's like you're saying it's got to know like if you're up for that kind of thing. And if you are awesome, if you're not also equally awesome, that's okay. Mm -hmm. If like, if it's just not for you, because just as every comic is not going to appeal to you, the same applies to movies and adaptations of those said comics. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, as Austin put it, because if you, if you're down for that, highly recommend this because like I said, it's just an hour 20. So it's not require a huge chunk of your day. And uh, I think it's a great, like, I was like, it's just a great introduction to like, kind of like help you understand, like, what is the appeal? Like, what is this big appeal of the Suicide Squad that like now there's been two movies made and all like, what's this, what's this weird obsession with like trying to make us cheer for terrible people? I think Hell to Pay will show you where 
the allure and the charm of the idea comes from. Yeah, that's the perfect addition to it. I, <laughs> I think that's a great way to put it. But anyway, in conclusion, it's on HBO Max. So if you guys want to watch it, that is pretty much the only place that you can find it without having to pay extra cost. I'm pretty sure it's on like Prime Video and, and YouTube and whatnot, but HBO pretty much has everything DC related on there. So if you're looking for something a little interesting, a little outside the norms of kind of what you would expect from a normal superhero movie, not that there's anything wrong with that, by the way, we love superhero movies. Mm-hmm. It's just this is very much a different path. It's quick and it's breezy. And if you want to know whether or not you would like the Suicide Squad, I think this is a perfect kind of like palette test to see whether or not you would be interested in this kind of story. So, yeah, yeah, honestly, keep that in mind, because I know a lot of people kind of haven't been as openly receptive of, you know, the the new Suicide Squad movie, which you're wrong. (laughs) This movie (laughs) owns, but it's a good way to kind of get introduced into it a little bit more gently and. I think you should watch both personally, but see if you really kind of are into that. That's my pitch for you guys. But anyway, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Overcast. We are on CastBox. We are everywhere. You can't hide from us. And please keep sending your feedback. We love you guys. You know this at this point. We're 57 episodes in. So if we didn't love you, we probably wouldn't still be here at like 2, 3 in the morning just talking about (laughs) nerdy stuff. (laughs) This is a major part of our life that we love, and we love that you guys are on this journey with us. So, with that in mind, I'm Austin Cook. And I am Caleb McLemore. We are the Internet World Order. We'll see you guys soon. See you guys.